Welcome to episode 16 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shannon along with David Van Boglen. And this week we'll be breaking down, I'm sorry, we'll be previewing Cowboy versus Cowboy this Sunday, February 21st. Thanks a lot, UFC, for another Sunday night card. <laughs> uh, we've also got some MMA news, uh, some re-signings, um, a delay on a return of a uh, UFC veteran, and uh, some news on another uh, positive steroid test. Yeah. Welcome to episode 16. Dave, how you doing, man? You're uh, you counting down the hours to go under the knife and get the shoulder yes. ears fixed. Yeah, you know, I got a call today that they moved up the the schedule time tomorrow. 9, 9 a.m. have to be there. And anyone who's had surgery knows that you show up at 9 a.m. They don't actually get you back till 10, 30, or 11. Right. They got to sit there and monitor your vitals for an hour. They yep. got to, you know, make sure your, your temperature is fine and so on. Of the 23 surgeries I've had, Holy shit. I've never had a problem with, you know, high blood pressure or not being able to go back. I'm always calm in those situations. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a veteran of the sport of surgery. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I thought you had a lot of surgeries, but I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah, we counted them down last night, and this is number 23. Um, that goes all the way back to, like, tonsils and right, stuff, little right, stuff right. you know, even just the little things, but there's been major stuff going on. And I'm so ha- I've never, uh, maybe once before, ever said this. I'm so happy to have this done. Yeah, I know um, you are. Man. I know how much pain <laughs> you've been in, and, and you know what you've been going through. With yeah. It, so. Well, we're gonna do that t- tomorrow. Everything's gonna go fine. It's gonna be great. And you know we're we're gonna take the week off yep. next let week. You, let you heal up. Yeah, it's gonna be our, our last one for for uh, two weeks. Um, and I'm gonna need it because there'll be no way I could focus. No. And no way I could sit upright. Uh, but after doing this procedure, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very painful. Yeah, one. yeah, you need to rest and recover, yeah. man. Definitely need to rest and recover. So before we do MMA stuff, we saw Deadpool. We did see Deadpool <laughs> after after a nightmarish. I'd like oh, them to hear the story oh. of of what you and, okay. and I we both went through. Yeah, to see this. so you had already saw Deadpool Friday. Yes. You know, we went after after the Friday morning. I was supposed to see it Saturday with uh, with the guys from the other podcast, from the, the, the Biffy, Stiffy, and Cribbly group. And so the guys all ordered their tickets last week, and I was working third shift on top of working another job, doing two full-time jobs. I woke up Friday morning and had to sleep, went to order my ticket, and didn't pay attention to the date, and didn't know until I got there Saturday that I had ordered tickets for Friday. Huh. Wow. So, we show up, and we're standing in line, and I realize that my reservation was from the night before, and the movie sold out. Great. Right. So, I and I rode with, with Cribbly. Yeah, and it wasn't until after he got... Yeah, until after I got ticket. seated. So, I, I decided to go see a different movie because I didn't want to sit in the lobby for two hours. So, I, I purchased a ticket and got my seat and was sitting down, and then I had contacted you... To tell you what had happened, and he would you'd offered to come get me, but I had already bought my ticket yeah. and everything like that. It was too late at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was too late. You I were was committed. Already, already in for the ride, so I'm bummed. I'm, I'm pissed because my friends are seeing it. We're supposed to be doing a podcast about the movie, and I'm watching Dirty Grandpa. That's, which, just, a, that's just another step to add to the all the stuff that you went on was you were supposed to you were planning on seeing us to do a podcast right yeah so we, you missed the show you spent money on a ticket you couldn't have and now you can't do it I mean and then I had look at all the stuff it, that keeps going and I had to hear it from the other guys on the way when we got <laughs> back which I had kind of calmed down Dirty Grandpa was, was 
funny. It was a good movie. Oh, it wasn't Deadpool, but at least at least it wasn't a terrible movie. It was so, entertaining. Yeah, yeah. So I felt I felt okay about it, right? Come out, we get in the truck, and Cribbley goes to start talking about it. And immediately, my blood pressure just <laughs> skyrockets, dude. I'm so pissed. Oh man! And we get back to Hank's to go record, and of course, Hank and, and Slevin showed up. So those two assholes are riding me and riding me about missing it. So. It, it, so you and I had made plans. We were like, okay, we'll go the next day. Yep. So we're going to go to the 1050 show. I leave my house. Uh, you are already at the theater. I'm in route to come meet you. I'm driving down Seaway Drive. Everything's fine. I'm going to go see Deadpool. And I get stopped <laughs> at a stoplight, go to accelerate, and my car doesn't want to move. Unbelievable. Get to the side of the road and discover it looks like a murder scene. Yeah. It's just transmission fluid everywhere. Yeah, I was, I, luckily, I was at the theater, but I didn't I buy the ticket you, yet. Yeah, we caught, you were in line waiting yep. to get tickets, and I just texted you, and I was like, all right, man, I'll see you in a minute. And you're like, okay, I'm about to get in line to grab tickets. And as soon as I put the phone down, literally, is when I went to go. And it's just like, I watched my RPMs go, and then the car doesn't, it putters. It just doesn't want to move. So I'm like, oh my God, what the hell? So... You know, at least, some, I mean, at least some good timing came because there was only about four people ahead of me right. when you messaged me and they got out of line. Right, right. I was, I was there. I was like, yeah, dude, yeah. I'll you get, were, I'll get you your were ticket. Right there, yeah, you know? you were, we were ready to go. I was like, I'll see you in like five minutes. I'll meet you in the lobby. We'll go do this. So that gets that sets us back. I get the tow truck set up. We're good to go. We're gonna try to make the next showing. I go. I get the tow truck. They came really quick. Took me to where I needed to go. Met my dad. He took me back to the house. And I was going to borrow a truck from him. Well, the truck had been sitting for three weeks and the battery was dead. Another thing to so that what? delayed, So that delayed <laughs> us again. So then we finally we'll go, all right, 1.30. And then I get to your house. We get there. And then we get to the movies. And I discover that I left my debit card in my car. At this point, nothing was going to stop me. No. At and then, so, like, so thankfully, this. my good friend Dave here <laughs> paid for my ticket. And we saw Deadpool. And, and it, it was, was amazing. So good. I and I I seen it it was so good I seen it twice with yeah. a broken shoulder. Yep. You know, I sat through that movie twice with a with a busted shoulder and I could I could see it again. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. A third time. It was, it was so it was great. It, it was, was hilarious. Everything that I went through yeah. to get there, it absolutely was worth it. But the, the, the movie the, was great. The just the making it to get to that movie. Yeah. Yeah, the pure adventure of getting there was, was it was hell, oh. dude. I was so frustrated. Yeah, when he, when he called me and said that his truck went out, this and that, I jumped out of line, and I got in my car, and I drove over to where his truck yeah. was. I pulled over to the side of the road, and I came up there, and it did. It looked like a crime scene, man. It looked like there was blood all and over the snow. It was, it was so you bad. Because, like, at first, I made, I, I was able to putter it off to the side of the road. Like, it was just putting along. And if I, when I got out of the truck originally, I looked and I'm like, oh, you know, it's not too bad. There's a little bit of drip going. And then I was starting to go to AutoZone because I was going to try to get, I was right by AutoZone. Mm-hmm. So I was going to go get a, a thing of transmission fluid and try to um, to limp it at least yeah, to, just to compensate. Lot. Yeah, just get to the parking lot. And a guy had come by and was like, hey, man, would you like me to help you move the car? Because I couldn't push it any further. So he helps me and we push it, and that's when I discovered how bad it really was. It uncovered the scene of the crime. Yeah, so it turned out that I had blown out, my transmission lines had just rusted completely out and okay. blew out. And it, was, it wasn't it was a terrible fix, but 
not something I wanted but to deal with. the timing the of timing it. The timing couldn't be you know, any worse. What else could you possibly add on <laughs> to this? A blown up cars, oh, a messed up ticket. This, oh my gosh. Everything that could have gone wrong <laughs> went wrong in the process of trying to see this stupid movie. And I don't say it's stupid because it was amazing. No, but it's, a, but it's just... In the general oh. thing, it's just a movie. How stupid is this that, you know, it's a movie that's causing yeah. all this problem? Yeah. Exactly. So, up yours, Ryan Reynolds, you caused this shit. You son of a bitch, you make an amazing movie and almost cost but me from seeing it. For those who haven't seen it, see it. Yes, it go is see that it. good. Yeah, you, know? you got you got the average Joe's MMA two thumbs up for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I can't wait to see it again, really. Yeah. Uh, it won't be... I, I know with Surgery Tomorrow, we'll be in the theater again. But, you know, once it's released for a digital download, oh, yeah. I'll have that thing on Absolutely. Lock. Hopefully I'm, they... I hope they do like a director's cut or something. And they have even more stuff that I they left too. out. Wouldn't that be freaking awesome? Oh, my God. That, uh, the director's cut is probably insane. It has to be. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I and, did, too. And they did a great job with it. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad that it, it's done successfully well. Because yeah. it's showing that you can do rated R comic book movies, and, and it works, they're, and they're going, to, and people are going to go. Yeah, you know, I've seen some in, guys. It, it is rated R, and it's not for kids. No, and, don't and, take uh, your kids. Uh, Jeff pointed this out. I didn't. I didn't see this in, in the theater, but he pointed out. It's like, did you see those little kids? Yeah, the parents of little kids. When I just they, happened to look over as we were sitting there waiting for the movie to start, and this mom and dad. I mean, they had like probably a nine or ten year old, maybe eleven. Too young. Old. Girl, and then I don't know. The little boy was probably like six or seven, maybe eight. Way, way too young. No, no kid. I and mean, I didn't know that they didn't walk out, which I was glad because the, look, if you don't realize what you're getting yourself into, and you think you're just taking your kids to see a comic book movie, that's your fault for not doing your research. It's rated R for a don't reason. Don't write letters to 20th Century Fox complaining. Don't cost the rest of us opportunities like this because now they're you know they're talking that they're gonna. The, the Wolverine, the new Wolverine, the third one, the final yeah. one of the series, yep. they're going to push for a rated R. Perfect. Good. Excellent. Perfect. It's time for yes. a rated R Wolverine movie. Yes. I'm so tired of it's not kid gloves. It's not the studio's fault. They put an R rate on it. They they put out promotion that said, don't take your kids to yeah. it. If you took them there and you didn't like it, it's your That's own your damn own fault. fault. Not theirs. Not, no. You know, they no. have these ratings for a reason. Stop writing letters. Stop trying to screw us all up. Take of... five minutes to research what you're going to subject your kids to on anything. Yeah. Movie, show, uh, video game, whatever. will be out in a few months. Batman vs. Superman. Take yeah. You'll you'll have Doctor Strange yeah, and you'll, you'll have, have all kinds of things. Just leave Deadpool. Star alone. Wars is coming. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that your kids can do. Deadpool could never have been done on a PG rate. Are they? Oh no, not even a PG thirteen. No. Are they? Is Suicide Squad a PG? Going to be PG? I think it's thirteen. Or? Yeah. Okay. And there was there was kind of an uproar because they wanted it to be rated R. Yeah, and it should be. You know, it really should be. Really should be. If you, you watched. If you watch the Suicide Squad the animated assault, film, yeah, the assault on Arkham, yeah, that just released last year. Yeah, that that was great. That's how Suicide Squad yep, should be exactly. not uh, a PG thirteen no, film. It, it, it just won't, was great. It won't it do it any justice. No, you know? no, not at all. Uh, but it was great, man. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I'm a big fan of Deadpool too. So I mean, that really added to it. But even if you're not a fan of of the Deadpool character, or the comic book. It's still a great movie to see. I, I, I have a friend, Sherry, and her husband does comic book art. He did my Hulk painting. He oh, does yeah, a lot yeah. of great stuff. And they went and seen it. She's not a comic book fan. And she just posted, this is my favorite nerd moment ever. I mean, she just loved it. Because it was just, it was. it's a funny movie, even if you're not a comic book fan. So it's just great. 
Absolutely. Was, I, I couldn't have been more happy with the way it turned out. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is amazing. In yes. It, and the dude, you can tell it was a passion project for him. Yeah, personally. They, they took, what, nine years or something to finally yeah. get that well, green-lighted. Right, and everything he went through with the the crappy Deadpool from X-Men Origins. I love how they mocked that. In the I movie. did, too. I thought it was <laughs> great. I was hoping for something like that, or even, um, like, <clears throat> excuse me, like him waking up, that, that, that scene or whatever, the end scene in Wolverine with a fight, like, anything wakes up, it was a nightmare. And it just yeah, happen. you know something like that. Yep. I was I was expect I was hoping for something like that, but I thought the way that they they played off it was great. They the used little, that little the little action figure, yeah, as, as a as a paperweight for his Wham album. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. of course the scene that we've all seen on on TV don't make the super suit green or animated. Yep. Yep. You know, a little mock towards his uh, his venture as the Green Lantern, yep. which didn't go over oh, so well. There were so many good jabs at <laughs> yes. the crappy movie. The crappy superhero movies that And everyone. I mean, they, they didn't leave. Nobody was safe. No. You know, even X-Men. They're like, really, you're the only two we can afford. With right, the, right, <laughs> the yeah. characters. The other two were the rest of the group. <laughs> so, I, I love the, uh, they talked about, like, Professor X wanting to see him, and he asked if it was uh, Stuart or McElroy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to, to turn this MMA show yeah. into, a, into a movie review, but guys, it was it was really that good. Yeah, it's something our audience, I think, would really really enjoy. Yeah, you know, I the guys it. that watch us, listen to us, would really like to watch that. Right, it's a violent movie. Why would you? We talk about a violent sport. Why wouldn't you <laughs> want to see it? So yeah, if you haven't, do yourself a favor. Go out and see Deadpool this weekend. You got nothing to do on Saturday night. There's no fights because the fights aren't until Sunday. It's Sunday again. Yeah. So Back to that. We, 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 we were confused last week, had our dates mixed up. And so I thought you guys were going to be fortunate enough to not have to listen to me bitch about this. But you're going to get it anyway because yeah. it's a Sunday night card. And what the hell. Especially, it's great that they're starting the main card at 9, oh, an hour earlier. You know what, really? This card is top to bottom is not that great. No, it's, it's not. gonna probably unless these guys all go out and have finishes, it's gonna probably be a so so card. We talked about this before the show came on, and now that football season is over and Sundays are, are basically clear of competition. Right. Why not start at like three on the East Coast? Yeah. You know, three on the East Coast that'd be noon in California. Right. Or, you know, even six in the East Coast and three in California. Let me get the main car starting at eight. I mean, realistically, just let me, yeah. Sunday, let me have the main card in Yeah. You do it for Fox. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Uh, you're, you're letting college basketball dictate to you? Yeah, that's not really your competition. Come I mean, football, maybe, yes. And, I, and it may be because of that, good that best one. But no, you got your them starting at 7, so they're, no. Yeah. No. Come on, Matt. Doesn't Come make on. any sense. Give me an 8 o'clock They can time. do fight pass prelims whenever they want. Exactly. They don't have a schedule for that. They own that. Exactly. They want to put it on at 3 in the morning, fine. They can fine. do it. Do what they you don't. want. But give, come on, give me a main card at 8. It's not that hard on a Sunday. It's really not. But speaking of the main card. Yep, so our, our main event, uh, we got Donald Cowboy Cerrone taking on the other Cowboy, Alex Oliveira. Cowboy versus Cowboy. Cowboy versus Cowboy. Originally, this fight was supposed to be Cowboy versus Tim Means. And uh, Tim Means had to pull out a few weeks ago because of the uh, steroids. Yeah, he got popped for, for a ped. Um, I forget the name of it. I forgot it was a Dud. Yeah, it's Destronalone or something like that. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yep, and um, 
and he's out, and we'll we'll keep track on what happens with that if, with suspensions yep. and and yeah, so we're on. Just kind of waiting for Usada yeah. to, to drop the hammer down, but uh, he'll have a hearing within a couple of months or so, and they'll they'll determine what to go on from there. But for now, he's just on the sideline. Yep. And Alex and this fight is at one seventy. It is. You know, yes. Cowboys moved up to one seventy to take this fight, and mm-hmm. we, I mean, we know we know Cowboy. He, uh, when I say Cowboy, I mean Cerrone. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we know Cerrone doesn't uh, shy away from any fight. Nope. One fifty five, one seventy doesn't care. He just wants to fight. Yeah. And I read in Sherdog today that he said he still plans on putting his his grandmother's tag on his outfit this time as well. You know, he got popped for you know putting that tag on his shorts last time. Right. That wasn't part right. of the deal. He said that he's not opposed to doing it again. Yeah. He doesn't care. You know. Um, it's just another, just another notch in, in who Cowboy is. Yeah, you know? it's just his attitude. He doesn't care. F you, uh, yeah. Reebok, I'm going to do yeah. what I want. I think it's cool. I, think I it's do great. too. I commend you, know? you, man, because you know what? Reebok doesn't care about these athletes. Not in the least. So why should they have to care about their stupid rules? And what about this fight? Do you see any way uh, or any level of the fight that goes that Oliveira has... Has any way to beat Cerrone? Because the way I see it, Cerrone's too—he's too good on his feet. He's and he's too good on the ground for Alex Oliveira. I, I think on paper, absolutely. The the one thing I kind of wondering about it is where Cowboy's at mentally. Okay. After the beating he took, mm, yeah, against RDA, and I know he, he's taking beatings and he and he bounces back just fine, but. He didn't look like he wanted to be in that cage that night. This one was for a, a title. It was for a you know, belt. Yeah, this was a, a much bigger thing than just uh, losing to you know the number nine ranked right. guy or something. Right, exactly. And this is gonna, it's going to be one of two ways. It's either going to really affect him bad or it's going to give him a lot of motivation. I don't see any in between. I don't either. And right. I think and I think it's going to be the latter. I think he's going to be a motivated yeah. ass-kicking cowboy like he always is. But in the back of my mind, that's, that's something I think about is where is he at mentally? Yeah. Because we don't yeah, know. That's a good. That's a good point. We don't know, but I, I mean, outside of that, no, I don't see any other any reason why Alex Oliver should be able to beat Cowboy. When was the last time Cowboy fought at one seventy? Because we looked it up and it Donald? was oh. it was not he not, he hasn't fought one seventy in the in the UFC. It was in his previous was it a WEC WEC fight. And it was it was a long time ago. Yeah, I said. We I mean we looked it up about two a week or two ago just to have the number, but um, Cerrone's never fought one seventy in the UFC. Right? Is that going to make a difference? No, I don't think so. I don't either. I don't think so because it just means he's not going to have to have as tough of a weight cut. Yeah, it might be easier for yeah, him to make one seventy now. He'd probably not have to cut out the the beer out of his diet. <laughs> no, I think. And does he stay here? Or just, I mean, does he float? I was kind of wondering the same thing if he was going to try to, if he was going to pull a uh, Henderson because, you know, you can't beat RDA. He's already beat you twice. Yeah, that that ship has sailed. So maybe a move up. I mean, it's going to depend on how he performs here. If he if he comes out strong, looks really good, is kicking, chopping uh, Oliveira down with those vicious leg kicks of his. Yeah, he may want to stay at one seventy. Um, it, it may be a better fit for him. I mean, it worked out okay for Benson, and then he ended up getting paid pretty fat. And maybe he ends up just being the guy that says, "You need me at 155." Yeah, I'll take that. I think I think that can happen too. I yeah. mean, I, I don't think he's not going to ever fight at 155 again. But I don't know. I don't know what the motive, unless 
unless McGregor beats RDA for the title, then I can see him. Oh, okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I don't, I don't think he wants to go back after RDA. Mm-mm. No, I don't either because that's. Um, I don't think anyone wants to see a third one. No. You know, we talk about that all the time. Is do we really want to see? You know, he's gotten beaten twice now. Do we want to right. see him go again? I no. mean, that's no. how many times do we have to it's, watch it's, this fight? It's the Joseph Benavidez story, like we yeah. talked about last week with DJ. It's just, it's just no. But I, I would. I mean, as much trash talk as the two of them have talked to each other, if Connor won, I would love to watch a story. Yeah. Connor. Oh, right? I would love that. I would buy that in a second. But you know, we we talked about it a million times. Fifty five is such a shark tank. Exactly. Especially in that top ten. Yeah, it is. So, uh, I mean, 70s no walk in the park No, either. no, it's not. But this may be where Cowboy needs to be to shine. It could work out really yeah. well for him. I mean, with his style, there aren't a lot of... I mean, Wonderboy is a, another kickboxer. Yeah, yeah. You know, Donald's a Muay Thai fighter. Yeah. It's worked out pretty well for for Wonder Boy. It may it may be a good fit for Donald. It really may, and, it, and the change of scenery. It may be a nice refreshing thing. That might be all it takes is the change of scenery. Yeah. You know, instead of looking up those same looking up and down those same names that you've been fighting for the past eight years, exactly, and then see you know it's like well, who else is left? That are I mean, you got Tony, yeah, uh, Habib, Barboza. I mean, guys nipping at your heels, right? Young cats coming up that are. Uh, Looking to have that that moment, I I think this is going to be a good fit for for Cerrone. I do too. I think 170 is going to be a good home for him. I'd like to see him continue to stay there for even if I mean if any any fight on any night any guy can lose. Exactly. He might not get past this. No, no. I mean, I'll and if he doesn't, I'd still like to see him stay, stay there, there though and, and try like two or three fights. Yeah, if he loses that 170, I I think he you know he made. Tuck his tail and go back to 55. But uh, as long as Rafael Dos Anjos has that title, I don't see him. I don't see him trying to. I mean, he may go back to 55, but it's going to be like um, Dos Santos or something. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? You're just going to be He's just going to be in the there. Mix, but nobody wants to watch you fight yeah. again. Less opportunities in 55. Yeah. If the, you can the, string some wins one, together at 70, though. Yeah, 170 is, is, is an open canvas for him. March he can paint gonna, anything. Exactly. March 6th is going to be a big date for Donald Cerrone. I mean, yeah. and, and like you said, if Connor wins that title, all bets are off. He, right. And, and that's, a, that's a great position for him to be in. Yeah, if oh, can, definitely. If he can float between the two and, and kind of pick and choose where he wants to fight, great. That's Put yourself in that position. And Cowboy is notorious in the fact that he just wants to fight. Yep. He wants to take. He take. He took six fights. Six fights. In, six fights in, in fourteen. Something like that. Like that. I mean, he just wants them. He was taking fights after you know two three weeks notice. You know, I'll take it. Guy pulls out. I'll take that one. You know, he just wants to fight. Yep. So, I want to see him stay at one seventy for a few. I would just like that three too. fights. I agree. And then evaluate yeah. where you're at. If you lose them all, okay. Yeah. That's it. Like I said, it's. <laughs> You know, 196 is going to be, I think, is going to yeah. be a factor on what he does at from here, depending on if he wins. If he wins, then, I mean, the chips are all in his, yes. in his back pocket then. Yep. So, he, we, we're both we're both picking Donald to win, right? I pick the Cowboy. Uh, the, the Cowboy. I, I do uh, as well. How do you see it ending? Um, do you see a decision? Do you see, do you see Cowboy knocking him out? No, right now I see it as a decision. decision? Yeah. I see him going three. Unless... Oh, five. It's a mainer. Oh, gosh. That's right. I forgot. Oh. With five rounds, that, that changes things. Right. Um, 
you know, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's going to finish him. That's the thing. Is three or five? I think. He, I, I think we still see a decision pulled out of him, but uh, or maybe a submission. Okay. But I don't. I don't see him knocking him out. Uh, um, I can see it maybe being a stop leg kicks or something. Something like that. Yeah, that could be. That could be the case. Um, well, I don't know. The, the Cerrone's got. Excuse me, half of his wins by submission. Right. Something we don't talk about a lot. The dude's got a great ground game. He's an excellent, excellent submission wrestler. And he that that may be what we look at. And Cowboy Oliveira Cowboy has got seventy percent knockout rate for his wins. So he's gonna I, I think he's gonna be headhunting. Cowboy Oliveira is. Right. You know, that's just you know, at thirteen and two with seventy percent knockout rate, that's just that's his bread and butter. Yep. And Cowboy, you know, a veteran of 34 fights with 54% submission. I didn't realize that he had 54% I didn't either because we never talk about that. No. You know, it's it's always his explosiveness, the, the Muay Thai, the leg kicks, and so on. Because that's what he goes to so often. But with with the submission rate like that, he, that may be the difference. Yep. Um, I, still, I still think we're going to see a decision on this one. Um. And I'm going to give it to Cowboy. Uh, yeah, Cerrone. I'm, Cowboy. I'm giving it to Cerrone. Um, if it's a finish, I think it's going to be in the championship rounds. Later, yeah. It, yep. Late third, maybe, or, you know, fourth or whatever. But yep. more than likely, it's probably going to go the distance. I think so. I think Cerrone picks it up. His first flight in 170, there's going to be a lot of testing of the waters. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of feeling out process. This is a bigger fighter than you're used to, so on and so forth. It'd be good for him. I mean, he's used to that the fifty fivers and their pacing and and stuff like that. So getting a little faster, a little faster, right? He's getting in there against a little bit of a slower guy. Um, and, you know, who knows? He may he may be able to put uh, the other cowboy asleep. Any fight, any night. Exactly. Us. Uh, so, oh, the co-main event. Uh, number thirteen, Derek Brunson. Taking on number fifteen, Rowan Carnero. Carnero, yeah, I think it's Rowan, right? I think it's Rowan. I think it's Rowan. I do too. And I think Derek Brunson flattens him. Derek Brunson's a tough, tough guy. Brunson is—he's no joke. No, at all. Um, and I'm not once again seventeen fights. The seventeen fights, and half of them. Athletes wins end up by knockout. You know he's he's very heavy-handed. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean neither of these guys have ever been taken down in the UFC. That's one thing that we have to look at too. Is if you look at they the both grappling. have hundred percent takedown yeah. defense. Yeah, neither one have been taken down. I don't see this one going to the ground. No, you know? I mean it looks like that Canero he likes his subs. Forty-five percent win by submission. Yeah, forty percent by decision. <sighs> Both guys accurate as hell. Extremely. Um, and I'm gonna say Brunson probably finishes this in the in the second. This one about the second round is what I was looking at. Uh, gonna get a nice knockout on him. Um, at 15 and 13, this match is uh, really beneficial for both fighters. Yeah, it's, you know, it moves him up. You know, a couple. Either one that gets a win moves them up a couple places. The one that gets a loss gets knocked out of the what, top fifteen ranking. What weight class are these guys? Eighty five. Sorry, I wasn't sure if it was seventy or eighty five. Eighty five. So yeah. yeah, I mean that's a big. If Brunson can get this win, I mean he might be able to 
to clip into the top ten. Yeah. At least at least number ten. I think that either one that wins is going to get about three spots. Yep. Two or three spots. Um, and the loser is probably going to get knocked out of top 15. Yeah, easily. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, with, with Canero sitting at 15. Yeah, he'll, he'll jump out. He'll and drop at out. 13, he might go down to 15, but right. he might dump out altogether. 85's a... There's a lot of great fighters ahead of him in 85. Um, but I, I've, I've seen a lot of Derek Brunson. I've seen his striking. He's very heavy-handed. He's extremely accurate. And I think he's going to knock him out and probably around the second round, maybe early third. Uh, I think we're going to see a finish out of this fight. I do, too. I, like I said, I think, uh, I think second round Brunson puts him to sleep. And Brunson's a great fighter to watch if you, if you really enjoyed that stand-and-bang style. Yep. Um, Carnero d- does attempt his submissions. He's, yeah. he's a good submission well, fighter. Brunson's got some submissions. He's a you know, 21. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you know, with neither guy being ever taken down, it's a you know, if we if they go to shoot, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of defense. Yeah, I you know, do. It's going to be a defensive war. Especially at Brunson, he's a sprawling brawler. Right, exactly. And so I don't, I don't see the finish hand, you know, happening that way. I see it happening on the feet. Yep, I do too. I would like to see what if, if Canero gets him down. What you know, how Brunson, how he and, reacts, yeah. yeah, how he responds, how what he, he does. Himself. Either one of these guys, I mean. Having never been taken down in the UFC. Exactly. It's going to be interesting to see how they react to being taken down if it happens. Let's see where their their ground game lies because it's always it's always good when you're you're in your comfort zone and you're doing what you're used to doing. Right. But once you're taken into deep waters, right. you're taken down to a place that you're not used to being. Exactly. Okay, how do you respond now? Exactly. Gotcha. So, uh, the next fight, uh, Cody Garbrandt is taking on Augusto Mendez. This is Mendez's first fight. In yeah, this is this is his first fight in UFC. Looks and like he's a submission specialist. Eighty percent of his wins coming by sub, uh, compared to uh, Garvin's eighty-five percent KO victories. And they're both relative newcomers. Seven zero for Garbrandt, right. five and zero for Mendez. So. Garbrandt uh, training out at Jackson Wake this this camp. And Mendez is a replacement. It's yep. supposed to be Hands of Stone, John Lineker. Yep, yep. and I was actually, I really wanted to see that fight. Cause yeah. I, I do like Lineker a I lot. do too. I do too. I'm a fan of Lineker. And I'm glad that Lineker started getting his weight under control. And, he had some and issues. like that. Yeah, well, 25 just wasn't, wasn't working for him. No. Um, John Lineker came down with a uh, dengue fever. Yep. Which is, uh, it's a transferred via insect, uh, mostly mosquito bite. And it affects your, your joints. It affects your muscles. It makes you. It makes it impossible to move. Right. And it's it's. There's no cure for it. You so basically wait it out. Right. You know. Um, and it takes 16 to 20 days for it to really run. So I mean, you're in a lot of pain for yeah, two achy, three weeks. Just achy and feeling terrible. No way you could possibly train no. under those metrics. No, if you so, if you do, you're a freaking god. You're a superstar. There's there's just no way you should be able to train. No. That. And it's, 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 I'm sorry to see him go, but it's not like he I went out. He didn't go out because of injury. This was right. a freak accident. Yeah, it's not. It, it, he lives in, a, he lives in Brazil. Right. It's a, it's a tropical rainforest climate. Which is where I looked up dengue fever and that's, that's where it survives yep, at. Exactly. That tropical uh, climate. So, you know, it's, yeah, not an injury. It's something they can reschedule. Re, not reschedule. But yeah, reschedule the fight. And sure. Cody's going to fight. He's probably going to pick up the win unless Mendez catches him in a submission. But the way Garbrandt's looked lately in his fights, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick against him no, right now. No, no. So I hope. I hope that 
and I'm going to pick him, obviously. So yeah. I hope he gets the win. And I, I would like to see them reschedule the you know him and him and Lineker for another date. I w- I'm looking forward to seeing Mendez because I've never seen him fight before, and I always like seeing new guys that come yeah. up because you you know they always bring something new to the table, something Especially different. Especially a guy with, with, I mean, five victories and eighty percent of them by by submission. Yeah, four out of five he won yeah. by submission, uh, number of decision, and Garbrandt's only had one decision in, in his career, so right. you know he's he's uh, he's knocked out six or seven. Right. Yeah. So I mean, this is going to be that. You know that striker versus grappler, that and, uh, two young kids right. undefeated. I mean, everybody at Jackson Wink has been. I mean, the coaching staff has really been raving about Garbrandt. His mm-hmm. work ethic, everything he brings to the gym. Yeah, you know, how he's he's a legitimate contender as long as he keeps climbing through the ranks and improving, improving in practice, it's, putting in the work. Right, exactly. you know, and that's it sounds like that's what he's doing. It sucks for him because Lineker was a good fight against yes. a ranked guy. It was a much more beneficial fight Exactly. For but, you know, it's a good, you're in a good stage to perform on. You're in that third, or, you know, second to last fight from yeah. the event. Uh, probably about 8 o'clock when most people have all eyes on you. <laughs> so, it's a great spot for Might be them. a lot of people's main event because they'll be going to bed after right. that. Yeah, the day before my last day at my job. <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm taking Garber. I, I am too. I think yes. he finishes it. Uh, I'm going to say it's a first round finish. It's, um, I think Augusto's going to have those UFC jitters. There's and that. To the adrenaline too. dump, and I think Garber's just going to be an animal all over him. Yeah, you'll see right after about two minutes or so in with that dump, and then they start slowing down yep. a little bit, and they start. And Garber <sighs> doesn't slow down at all. No, not at all. He is he's accelerated to the floor. At all times, so yeah, I think I think Cody picks up the early finish, and I would be happy with that because let's keep that pacing moving. UFC, yeah, no video packages this week. <laughs> keep gotta, it going. Daddy's got to get up at five thirty in the morning, so that doesn't leave a lot of time to watch fights on a Sunday really. night. This is a good fight as well. Uh, this is one thirty-five, right? Forty-five. 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 Yep. Number eight ranked Dennis Bermudez taking on Tetsui Kawajiri. Um, on the, I play the fantasy game, right? The UFC pick'em, and in the pick'em, um, the the numbers are they have Kawajiri as a major underdog uh-huh. going to this fight, which means that the the Vegas odds are almost all in Bermudez's in favor. Corner, right? You know, it doesn't look like they're given. The veteran Kawajiri, and he is that. He's a, he's a forty, almost a forty-five. 45 fight. He's a forty-five fight veteran. Right. They're not giving him any dog in this and fight. He looked really good in his last fight. He, yes, he did. But they're they're all going for Bermudas. I like Bermudas here. Uh, Kawajiri is not anyone to look past, though. No, that's the thing. It's that, no uh, any guy with that many fights, and, and I mean it's a thirty-five, eight and two. Yeah, it's not like. He's, <laughs> You know, it's not like he's twenty something, ten and whatever. You know, or or, or what? You know, yeah, he's, like he's not like he's twenty twenty and five. His win to loss ratio is quite. Uh, he's beaten thirty five men. Right, exactly. That's big. That's, yeah, that's huge. I mean, he's been in there a lot. He's been there a lot. He knows what he's doing. He's a tough guy. He could easily beat Dennis Bermudez. Yeah, I don't. I don't see either one of these guys getting the finish. I no, think it's going to go to you're decision. Right. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna go with the underdog, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my hat. I don't see why he's such a major underdog, and, though. I don't either. 
It doesn't make. But whoever understands the Vegas odds, man. <laughs> I mean, these guys, the guys, the, the, half the time they're just throwing darts at a board. So and they look at names and they say, "I like that name better than that name." Yep. So. Yeah. Oh, he's ranked eighth, and he's twelfth, so he's definitely going to win. That doesn't—that's not how it works, guys. Both men dangerous fighters, yeah. absolutely. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think I'm just—just—I want to see the underdog. I like the underdog in this fight. This is going to go three rounds. Um, it's going to be, and, and either one that wins, it's going to be close. It's going to be a twenty-nine, twenty-eight. I don't see a blowout happening here. I'm going to give it to Bermudez only because uh, I, I know more of. Of what Bermudez is about. Yeah, his his resume is definitely yeah better as far as the the, the quality of fighters he's fought against. Yeah, I, I definitely would give that that to Bermudez. Um, this is this is one though where you could almost flip a coin. Yeah, because Kalajiri is a tough guy. He's technical. He's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Um, I mean, their, their numbers are a lot of the same. Yeah, they're they're really similar. I mean, yeah. Bermudez is a 27% KO. Uh, Kalajiri's knocked more guys out. Right. Pretty even sub 29 to 27 in favor of of Kirajiri. Both favor the decision. Yeah, yeah, 27 to 37%. So, yeah, we're we're definitely not off by by predicting this is going to a decision. I mean, both these guys, that's their bread and butter. But, yeah, I I just, I think Kalajiri's going to get this one. I'd like to see him get that one. because I'd like to see him get a little more respect than he's getting. Yep. The whole point of bringing up the, the odds and stuff is because I don't think he's getting enough respect in this fight. Yeah. And he really should be getting more than he's getting. It's 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 not going to be the blowout underdog deal that they're making it out to be. I don't think anyway. No, I don't think so either. This is an interesting fight right here. <laughs> just Just to see this guy back in the cage again. Unbelievable. Uh, Chris Camozzi is going to take on Joe Diesel Riggs. And, and, I mean, if you have never seen Diesel fight. If you've never seen his horrible tattoos. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> some of the worst tattoos oh, in man. And who, who the hell shoots himself in the hand cleaning their gun, man? I've cleaned guns all my life. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you are, <laughs> you are a, I would say fanatic, but that's... Kind of, but, but you're, Fair a enough gun, work. you're a gun guy. Yeah. yeah enthusiast. Th- enthusiast, thank you, thank you. That would work. That, you are a gun enthusiast. Out of the two of us, you are definitely the, the gun guy here. And, uh, you, yeah, like you said, you clean guns your whole <laughs> life. How? I don't know, man. You know, I was I was showing Jeff one of one of my everyday carry pistols. And before you even hand it off or you do anything that you're going to clean it, or you, you drop the mag yeah. out, you clean the chamber four times... And then double check it, right. and check it again, and then start doing it. You don't just pull your gun out and start cleaning it. Yeah, what kind of genius does that? Especially when you're you're in the midst of training for your UFC return. You haven't fought in the UFC in years. I can't. <laughs> I can't imagine the kind of stupid it takes to shoot yourself in the hand while cleaning a gun. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't yeah. really. Strike me as the intellectual type. No, uh, Diesel's definitely not the brightest <laughs> guy in the Maybe world. Maybe he's been hit way too much. Oh. I don't know. He's, I mean, he's been in some wars. The guy's been around since like the dark ages yeah. of, of MMA. And he's a 50, 57 fight, well, 58 Technically, fight. Technically, yeah, with the no contest. Yeah, with the no contest. 58 fights deep. And he's fought at a lot of different weight classes. Yeah. A ton. I mean, he's fought as high as heavyweight. Yeah, he's fought all over the world, too. I mean, he's, he's, he's seen a lot in the yeah. fight game. 
Um, but is this taking place at eighty five? This is because uh, diesel. This, they got diesel listed at seventy and right. Kubota at eighty five. This is one where I, I I looked it up and I'm not sure what weight they're fighting at because they have them both listed everywhere that I've looked. At different weight classes. I would have guessed probably 85 because I don't see Kamosi making the drop. Right. But Diesel looks really huge in this picture to be a 70-pounder. So I would have, I would have say this one's at at uh, 85. I would think so, too. I just haven't been able to find anything that says definitively where it's going to be at. Having them at different weights right. on the on the card. So how, do you, see this, how do you see this one going down? Who Sloppy. You, you got, yeah, horrible. Get, it's going to be a mess. Snoozer. You think um, it's going to go to a decision? Yes. I do too. And whoever pulls this one out is just going to be lucky that... Unless Diesel catches him. I mean, he's got power. The guy's a 71% knockout artist. So. He does. He does. Uh, I, you know, As much as I dog on the guy, he, he can fight. He can. You know? He can. Um, it's just when he fights people worth a shit. He <laughs> he's a punching fight. bag. Absolutely. So, um, Kamosi, but by decision, horrible, ugly fight. Not, I mean, it's going to be the popcorn fight. You're going to want to go and get up and get something yep. to eat. And, use and the it's, an early, it's an early one. I mean, it's on the second fight on the main yeah. card. So, you know, but this one will get going huh. about 9.30. <laughs> I predict this to be very, very bad. Yeah, it's yeah. not, not going to be a pretty fight We're not going to see a technical war here. So you're gonna go with Kamozi. I, I, uh, yeah. Unless Diesel catches him with something in the first round, maybe the early second. Yeah. You know, catches him with a good shot. I don't. I see Kamozi winning this one. He's probably gonna take him down and smother him. That's what I see. That's what I see out of these two, and I'm not expecting much. So no, if they I give me have, something, I'll be happy. I don't have high hopes. Like we said at the beginning when we started previewing this card, guys, it's it's not the greatest card. It yeah. really isn't. I mean, aside from... We're getting into a stretch now where it's going to be like, huh. Yeah, well, I mean, next week's at least got a good main event with uh, with Bisbee and, and uh, Silva. Yeah. Yeah. But until they hit that but uh, 196 and right, after... Right, 196 and after is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. You know, we're just kind of working up to the point now where, you know, these next couple cars are... They're good. They could they could prove us all wrong and have some great stuff on them. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm not expecting no, a lot out of them. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I agree with you. I'm in the same way. Uh, first fight of the main event uh, or main card, I should say, James Kraus taking on Shane Campbell. Uh, James Kraus doing a very good CM Punk impression as far as looks. Yeah, actually, uh, Look, Punk's got a longer little, beard now. Yeah, yeah, well, he's but, grown it out since. Little, uh, you know, a few more tattoos, and, and Kraus could probably be, could, be Punk's doppelganger. Could be a stunt double. Yeah. Maybe put him in the cage against, uh, against Mickey Gall. Uh, I'm going to go with Kraus. I am. I am with Kraus. Um, Kraus by sub, second round. The Canadian, uh, Shane Campbell, just has... He needs to get a little more seasoned in there before I'm going to start picking him in yeah. fights like this. I know Kraus... I've seen Cross fight. Cross is at least an exciting fighter. Exactly. He he, he finishes one way or another. Yeah. He 32% KO, 59% subs, only 9% decisions. Exactly. The guy's fought 29 times. So it's not uh he he's not a boring fighter. No. He's an exciting fighter to watch and I think he's a great fighter and he's good up and comer in that division. Yep. And I am ta- I'm picking him to finish Campbell as yeah. well. Um early early third Mid second, okay. somewhere in there, beat him down for the first round, 
beat him up a little bit, soften him up, yep. uh, take advantage of him in a second. Okay, and if it, if it lasts to the third, it'll be early third yeah, I don't, when he wins. I don't think he's taking this one yeah. to the house. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the main card. That's the main card, guys. And, there's uh, some good fights on this main card. Yeah. You know, there's uh, there's some good fights on on the card overall. I mean, there are there are some some fighters that you'll know even on the on the prelims. Uh, we were talking about actually the main event of the prelims is one I'm really looking forward to with Alex Garcia and Tarzan Strickland. Okay, uh, Sean Strickland's a young is a young guy. He's very very well rounded. Uh, Alex Garcia is always a game fighter. These two they're they're not they're not gonna be. Title contenders, right. I don't think, maybe ever. Just exciting guys um, to watch. But they're always so much fun just to put on that, especially to set the tone going into the main card uh, at the main event of the, the Fox Sports 1 prelims. Uh, Alex Garcia, 15-fight vet, only lost twice, and Strickland, 17-fight vet, only lost once. You know, they, they, they tend to finish more times than not, right. both of them. Right. You know, they're good takedown defense, they, they uh, and... Uh, two very well conditioned kids. Uh, it's going to be an exciting fight. I, I think Strickland is going to outlast him. Okay, and uh, they'll probably knock him out on the ground. I don't think he's going to be on the feet. He's going to yeah, take yeah. him down and finish him. Right. Um, I, I really like what Tarzan does. I, I like the kid. I think he's a good up and comer, and I think he's going to beat beat the pants off Garcia and probably a second round get him down, smother him, knock him out. Okay. I'm. 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 Kind of unfamiliar with both guys. I, I think I've watched Strickland fight once before, and I don't think I've seen Garcia fight. So I'm just going to take your lead on it and uh, and go with Strickland. He's a good guy to watch, man. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I, I, like I said, I'm looking forward to the fight. I think he's going to make a great main event for the prelims. That's a good spot for both these kids to be in because they're young and upcoming fighters, and to give them that coveted spot. Yeah, gets, gets eyes know. on them. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, we know a lot of fighters that, uh, you know, that could be main event fighters on the main card love this spot. Oh, yeah, you know. tons of guys ask for that spot. Right. You know, we know, especially you know Uriah Faber. Uriah Faber, yeah. He's like the godfather of that spot now. He wants to be there. Especially leading into a pay-per-view. It's, it's perfect. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's the best spot to be. Definitely. You know, a lot of guys put in that spot are... Um, they're the difference maker and whether they order the pay-per-view or not. You know, yep. if you end that that Fox Sports 1 uh, prelims on a huge note with a highlight reel knockout or a, a flying arm bar, some, some kind of flashy submission, that could be the difference in, you know, 200,000 to 400,000 buys. You know, right. It could be a big difference in giving them this spot. It means to me that the UFC has faith in both these young kids. Yeah, they as, see something. As a future... You know, uh, being uh, uh, longevity with the company and having a future with them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you if you land yourself in that main event prelim spot, it's because they they see something yeah. in you and they, they think yeah. you're going to put on an entertaining and exciting fight. So, just um, yeah, guys, watch this fight uh, closely. Don't you don't want to miss anything? I, I can promise you that both of these cats are going to go to town, and you're really going to appreciate what they have to offer. I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be great, man. Yeah. It really is. Uh, in another prelim fight, uh, Daniel Serafin, sorry if I, uh, mispronounce your name, Mr. Serafian? No, I was, I was actually talking about Oh, Wale? Wale? Bambu, Bambagul, I don't know. Uh, Bambosi. Yeah, yeah, that. 
Never fought before in UFC. No. UFC newcomer. Uh, five and one overall. Hundred percent KOs. Uh, okay. I don't know anything about the guy. I don't either. Unfortunately, and, uh, uh, Seraphan, I'm not also familiar. I'm with not quite familiar with him either. But but what we can look at here and see what we have is it's a 185 pound fight. We've got a we've got a guy that has a 60 percent submission, a hundred guy that has 100 percent knockouts. So we can kind of tell classic where we're going to be. It's that clash, you know. Uh, young fighter in, in Bamagabosi. Yes. Young guy, but. <laughs> That last name was just a trip, man. Oh, he's the Holy War Angel. Okay. We'll call him that. Yeah, Mr. Holy War Angel. Um, looks like... He looks like a killer. I mean, the dude is, is jacked. He really is. He really, he's in tremendous shape. Um, but, I mean, they don't even have a reach on him yet. That's how, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't fought here. We, it's, it's hard for me to say, just to look at a picture and know if a guy could fight. You could exactly. be in the best shape of your life. You could be a bodybuilder in great shape. Oh, yeah. And you get knocked out by the fat guy in the corner of the bar because he knows how to fight. Right. Yeah. I mean, look at Abel Trujillo. That dude is ridiculously yeah. stacked. And sometimes he gets the crap beaten out of him by guys that are out of shape. Conditioning, you know, it's better for cardio, so on and so forth. But I don't know anything about him. No. It's hard for me to pick here because I don't know anything about the newcomer. So let's just kind of uh, so wait and see. This one is, let's see what this this knockout guy has. Uh, right. The UFC is hopefully giving him a, a new, chance. Hopefully so we've got a new prospect. That's always a good thing to, to, to see the, the guys coming up that we've never seen that's before. That's what I'm hoping for is just that the guy... So on this, fight, on this fight, I'm just hoping for something exciting to watch. Yep, yeah, I agree. That's fair. And Two more newcomers. Again, this is, you know... And this is another story. There's of, a lot. Of, I mean, we talked about this before we started. I, personally, myself, the only fighter I knew on the actual prelims going in is Nathan Coy. Oh, that right. I've seen fight more than once. Gotcha. Um, but these two new guys, Anthony Smith, uh, fighting against Leonardo Augusto Laleco. Uh, Maybe we don't even have a country. No, we have nothing on these guys. Nothing except for that he's eleven one and zero with one no contest. Um, he's a looks like a sub specialist. Yeah, fifty five percent of the subs. <laughs> Sorry, guys, it, it's it's that's it's, what we it's got, a, man. It's, it's, it's what the US has <laughs> given us, man. I, so we, again, we couldn't even get a country of origin on this guy. We got no reach. We got no leg reach. We got we got their weight and. And a blank. I'm gonna step image. on a limb based on his name and everything. I'm gonna go ahead and say the guy's probably Brazilian. I'm gonna say that you're probably right. South American, uh, somewhere at, yes. at a more broad range. Well, I don't. We don't know anything about him. Um, Smith's a newcomer too. Doesn't have anything. No picture. No. no. Nothing. But I mean, you know, it's we're the we're, shadow battle. We're coming into. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're coming into a, a string of 196 and so on and so forth where all the names are booked. Yeah. So we're yeah. getting a lot of younger guys. Right. You know, newer and, guys. And we've said this over and over and over again every time we talk about a card. It's great that we get these new guys yeah. because it's it's new exciting guys to, to see and maybe we get another a new superstar. And At one point, GSP was a rookie. Exactly. You know, at one point, Anderson Silva had no fights and under his belt. I mean, remember... Who knew who Anderson Silva was when he came in there against Chris Levin? Unless you were a Pride fan yeah. and a hardcore MMA fan, when yeah. he stepped in that cage against Chris Levin, 
99% of the population watching that fight was going, Levin, Levin's going to yeah. kill this guy. He's too tough, you know, who's and, this newcomer? Right, exactly. Look what happened from exactly. there. Exactly, and he so gets you, a title shot know, right away, so... It's, it's good to watch him from the ground floor, especially doing a podcast, because now we get to see... Uh, we get to see careers start and flourish. Exactly. You know, we could see uh, Anthony Smith could go on a ten fight win streak, and this could be the beginning of it. Right. You know, we get to watch every single step, and we'll we'll be able to talk about it in two years when we're doing this. We'll say, remember when he fought Aleko? Yep. Yeah, you know, I look, that look first what he did, look what he did against that guy, and look what he's done to everyone since. Yep. So we might not be able to discuss it now intelligently because we don't have any information or or viewing knowledge of him, but. That doesn't mean this is going to be a bad fight. No. So no. Yeah. All these new guys have a lot watch to say him. about it. Doesn't mean that it's good, that we think it's going to be a bad fight. It just we don't have information no. to give to you guys. Exactly. And starting starting the uh, the prelims, uh, Jonathan Webb taking on Nathan Coy. Uh, some of you guys may remember if you were are a fan of the Ultimate Fighter, Nathan Coy was a member of uh, the what was it? It was the. The team battle. Um, oh crap! Not it's not. What's the other Florida team? Um, I just went blank completely. He fights for. It's the same camp that Robbie Lawler's a part of. Um, well, this is uh, why you pick your brain on that one first. Or yeah, yeah. Do that. This is only his second fight in the UFC. Right. He had a win in Strike Force and two losses in Strike Force, and then. He came in and fought Danny Roberts at fight night with Van Zant, Van Zant and uh, Thug, right? And had a loss. Yep. So he's, you know, he and he lost to. He's an older guy. I mean, Coy's a veteran. He's been around exactly. for a long time. So exactly the fact that he's just getting his start now in the UFC is it's like it's late in the game, and he's he's a twenty he's twenty fight veteran, but he's only been on that big stage. Four or five times, right? And only twice now in the. This is the second fight in the UFC. He had a few strike force fights before that, and he's yeah. he's well in his mid thirties. He's he's pushing forty soon. How many times we're going to see Nathan Coy actually fight in the UFC is going to be limited, because he's he's you know he's not a twenty two year old just coming no. off the just coming out of the gates swinging and, and and ready to go. He's doing this later in life. So American top team. Thank you. God, dude, it was driving me nuts. <laughs> I always go to you. I always refer to you for the camps. And I, and I know I'm still it, learning it, it. Just as soon as I went to quote it, my whole brain just went, nope. Not today, Not sonny. today, sir. I can, <laughs> I can remember the Black Zillions, but I couldn't remember ATT. Yeah. So he was a member of ATT, yep. long, long-standing member of ATT. Um, I, I don't know anything about Mr. Webb. Eight and one. Uh, has he had any? Who's his last fight in the UFC against? He coming off a loss himself to Kyle Noak. Nope. So both guys coming off losses in the UFC. Um, they have a decision loss to Noak, which isn't a bad position to be in for yourself. But Kyle, again, but two guys have only had one fight in the UFC. Right. You know, they both lost their one fight in the UFC. So this is kind of one of those fights where. You know, it's like, all right, guys, you, you lost your first fight. We're going to give you someone else with the same and see if you guys, you know, see what your competition's like yep. against someone similar. Um, they're both in positions where they have to win. Oh, yeah. I, you know, especially Koi because, especially. you know, Koi came off two losses in strike force and then got signed and then lost again. Well, and, and didn't do, he underperformed on the on tough ring. Right. Because he was, he was one of the guys that the ATT was, like, holding 
expecting to come in and be the leader and, and pick up the victories for them. And Didn't I have believe he went 0-2 on the mm-hmm. show. So, okay, I'm going to actually go with Webb on this one. I think I'm going to go with Webb, too. Just watching Coy perform, he's choked when when the when the times came. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Mr. Webb ends the UFC career of Mr. Nathan Coy. I don't see Coy going going uh, going on with the UFC no. at, with his age and his current record. One more loss is is, is going to be a round of cuts for yeah. him. Uh, it's just too bad. I, I don't like to see anyone lose their job. No. But, um, if if you can't make it here, then you can't make it here. No. You know. He can go on. There's other places he can go out and fight. It's just or just to hang it up, man. Or just you know, be a hang trainer, it up, be a trainer, and coach. Because he did a lot of that on the show. Yeah. And Coy, he seems like a very he's a smart mind. Yeah, see, he's got he's got intelligence. Yeah. He's got fight intelligence. And, he, and he's a very well spoken individual where he he knows what to say to fighters because he did a lot of it seemed like he was doing a lot of coaching and stuff on the side with the show with the guys a little bit. You get to watch of it and stuff. So. I mean, maybe he'll do well there, but uh, yeah. I could see that's a great spot for him. Mm-hmm. A good corner man. The guy's got a lot of knowledge. In just the sport. because, He's been around forever. You know, your your body can't do it doesn't mean your mind is lost. Exactly. You know, I can't physically go out there and do it, but I can I can see six moves ahead. Right. I can call what they're going to do. I can see when they're loading up a right or where they're favoring a left. I just you know I can't physically right. do it. There's a lot of people that are like that. No. He might be on that point where he can't. Physically perform against twenty-two-year-old studs anymore, but he can tell the new twenty-two-year-old studs coming exactly. in. Look for this, push harder. You know, uh, gain that leverage. This is your angle. Yep. So, I'm gonna go with Web too. Yeah, I just, I just physically, don't, I don't think Koi has it anymore. No, I don't either. That's uh, that's our prelims. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, lots of lots of new cats in the prelims. Yeah. Anything else on the? And we got a couple early prelims, a couple late. Oh yeah, fight. yeah. Mary Renault and yep. Ashley Evan Smith. Um, Renault is at number twelve in the in the uh, bantamweight division. Yep, Smith is. She's three and one. Smith's on ranks, but she won her last. Her last fight was. It was a loss, I think. No, yeah, it was a loss. loss it was her to, only fight. To oh yeah, she lost to Percal. Yep. That's right. It was a. Oh, it was yeah. that Hendricks card. Yep. Yep, yep, I do remember that fight. That was Hendrix Lawler. Yep. That was her first loss, so... I'm going to go with Mary Renault. I'm going to go with Renault as well. She's dangerous. But she is, is just like what her name says, she's a bruiser. Yep, yep. And she's a tough, tough woman, and I think she's going to beat up Ashley. I do too. Yeah. I do too. Uh, and then we also have Lauren Murphy, who's a, a, a veteran. You know, she's been... She she's been around a long, yeah. Yeah. She's had a few fights in the UFC at... at one thirty-five, and and for the female fighters, and I don't say this as a bad thing. It's just a lot of them aren't knockout artists. No, you know, you see you see good submission, and you see more decision. She's at seventy-five percent knockout rate. Right, that's something to be said for yeah. one hundred and thirty-five pound women's division. Um, and not that they don't. I mean, come on, those any one of those women would knock me out. Right. At 135 pounds, I'm 255 pounds. Right. They'd yeah. knock me clean. Yeah. It's just trained fighter. When they're when they're fighting against each other, they they they're not known for being well, having a lot of heavy knockouts. It's very similar. To look at like even even the 135 men's division. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there's not I mean, at 25. I mean, it's a rarity you get a finish. Very rare. Yeah. 
it's not the you know it's not men and women thing. It's it's just the weight. It is. It's, it's the weight class. It's where weight you're at. power. You know, you, your your punches don't have as much power behind it. It's it's a lot more volume uh, yeah. punches than it is punches for power. And for her to get six knockouts or seven knockouts or whatever it is out of uh, ten matches, that's pretty good odds. Wow, good you know. good for her. Um, I don't know her her opponent. I've never seen fight. She's Kelly never fought before. Uh, um, yeah, it, she doesn't have any. There's no stats on her. But with Lauren Murphy's record of knocking out girls, I'm going to take her. Probably and, first round knockout, I'm going to say. And I'd love to see another knockout oh, in the 135-pound women's division. It'd be good and exciting. It's good if we can get some exciting things to happen in the prelims. And the first match of the fight of the fight pass prelims. Anthony Hamilton uh, taking on Shamil. Good luck. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Abdurakamirov. It's a Russian. The Russian dude. Big, 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 big Russian, Russian boys. You know. Two heavyweights. Yep. Two big old heavyweights. Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton, I remember seeing fight yep. before. I don't recall Shamil so much. I know I've seen him. Well, no, actually, I have not seen him. No, he hasn't. I do remember watching Hamilton, the freight train fight. Uh, I'm going to say Hamilton wins this one. Uh, he's a wrestler. I'm going to say he takes it down yeah. and, and ground and pounds him out. I see Hamilton take him down, smothering him. Just laying those hands in ground and pound and getting the stoppage. Yeah, I mean he's a much heavier fighter. He's, <sighs> he's a tough, tough 260, guy. Two sixty, you know, he's cutting to make two two sixty five. Yeah. Where where Shamil's a two thirty five er, you know, a little bit of work he could probably drop to two. I think he could be a two hundred five er if yeah. he really, you know applied himself. Yep. and lost some of that that excess weight that he's got going on. But uh, I've not seen him fight, so I don't know much about him. I've seen Hamilton fight. He's a smotherer. He's a tough guy. He's got great hands. Yeah, power. He's got great power in those hands. He so. hits you and you feel it. Yep. You know, the next day when you wake up anyway. So, that's our card, man. It's, it's, for our, paper. A lot of young. Yeah. When I say young, I don't mean young as an ager or whatever. Just when, UFC. New career. UFC. Right. You know. Uh, it's, it's a good card for, for discovering new talent. Yeah. Because there's a lot of new talent yeah. on this card, and there's a few that I've really got my eye on to see how well they do. Uh, Webb and Koi, Webb being one of them, I yeah. want to see what Webb uh, has to offer. Yeah, I'm excited for the, the Kojiri and Bermudez fight. I think that's going to be fun. I, I want to see how Garcia and Strickland progress. Yeah. I'm really excited for that yeah, exactly. That fight. Me those too. Those cats are both... Hungry, and I know they're going to do something special. I want to see how Cody Garbrandt comes out again. Let's see Garbrandt um, Mendes. I want to see this one go. Um, and then I always like watching Cowboy. I do. I mean, if you don't like watching Downs Rowing fight, you're you're watching the wrong, wrong thing. You're in the wrong <laughs> sport. So that's uh, yeah. Like I said, that's going to do it for our card preview for this week. Um, we got some MMA news. Yeah, to get know, into uh, before we uh, before we close the show out. We got a couple guys that are looking at suspensions, or in other words, being hit with trouble from the U.S. Uh, USADA. USADA. The first one we got is uh, after he uh, he withdrew his appeal, and he received a two-year suspension. That's Gleason Tebow. Yep. And we looked it up, and that was his fight after uh, that horrible oh. decision yeah. with Abel Trujillo. With Abel Trujillo, that. Um... Terrible, god-awful play. Unbelievable stoppage. That should have never happened. But um, T-Ball receives two years. Which is better than three or four. Yeah. Um, um, 
at T-Ball's age, a two-year suspension. But that's a lot. Nothing but hurt him. Yeah. He's, it pretty much, I mean, shy of a miracle, it's going to pretty much end his UFC career. He's done. I, at, at that age, that really hurts him. Yeah. Two years takes, you know, two years for a 22-year-old, all right, suck it up, we can, we can keep going on. Yeah. But for a man in his mid-30s that's done this for so long, two years is, is almost a death sentence. Yeah, do you think the UFC is going to release him just because of this? If they don't release him, they won't resign him. No, he's definitely not getting resigned. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they release him. No, I wouldn't be either. Um, I spent, like the next round of fighter cuts that comes up, um, I won't be shocked to see his name on there. I wouldn't either. You know, you go over to Europe or go over to Japan or something and fight, or go back to Brazil and fight down there or something. But you, you, you're done. You're not going to get signed by Bellator. He, you're, he you're failed from Usada. So the problem is, is he failed both in and out, out of right. competition. Yeah, that's that's a double whammy. You know, just if you fail out of competition is one thing. You know, people kind of. It's not that it's a good thing by any means, but no. it's not as bad as right. an in. And it's even worse when it's both. So he will see every day of this two-week suspension. It won't be lifted early. No, no, no. You know, no. He's going he's gonna to suffer that. And It's probably good that he withdrew his appeal because he probably would have ended up getting hit with a four. Probably. This was probably a compromise for him to say, yeah. shut up and go away and we'll yep. give you two. Yep, take, take, your, take what you're getting and, and take your two and go. I would have. I, it's they have, every, they have every right to put that four-year on him. Yep. With a, with a double double hit like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's... Um, that, I, I don't think we see him anymore, and he yeah. hasn't really... I mean, recently, I mean, five, eight years ago, he was uh, he was a hell of a fighter, and yeah. he, was, you know, he could have been a contender and whatnot, but not so, so much anymore. It's been like win-loss, win-loss, yeah. win-loss, so... Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I believe he's probably going to be on the next round of Fighters Cut. Um... Speaking of guys and, and bands, so we talked about uh, Vanderlei Silva a little bit last week yeah. with uh, Coker being interested in possibly bringing him to Bellator on the condition of what happened with his uh, appeal coming up here in Nevada. Well, the NSAC finally ruled, and retroactively, Vanderlei Silva gets a three-year ban going back two years ago. May, uh, May 24th, 2014. Yep, yep, when he ran... Ran from the, uh, the <laughs> testers, uh, so he will not be eligible to apply for a license until 2017. And he's 39 years old now. Pretty much guaranteeing that he's going to be fighting in Japan at Ryzen. Yeah. I actually, I'd seen some mocked up posters, whether or not they had a little truth to them that he was going to be fighting Fedor at Ryzen. I've seen something like that too. Um, they lifted the seventy thousand dollar. Fine as well as part of this too. Yeah, and, and well, the three-year ban is much better than the lifetime ban he was oh, sitting yeah, on. Definitely, so. you know. And, and we spoke about this before, but this is this is a guy that did all of this to himself in terms of running away from. You don't run away no. from the, that kind of thing. I mean, they could have made it even worse for him for he doing that. Got Ninety days. Yeah, exactly. At that time, it was at that a time, and a wrist. Yeah, I'm talking about two years ago when before this the new anti-doping yeah. policy came in. He would have gotten nothing. It would have been no big deal. It would have been 90 days and you'd have been done and back fighting again. And you wouldn't have had to go through all this hell. And now he's, he's 39 years old. This will lift. He'll be a 40-year-old fighter. I still think Coker will sign him. I think Coker will too. But if Coker sees any sort of 
buy rate to come out of this. Yeah. He'll take him. He doesn't care no. how old he is. Or, Especially if he, if you know, he there's, they have fifty year olds fighting their right. main event. Exactly. For crying out loud, you know. Yeah. So I won't be surprised here now that the dust has settled and he's not going to be able to go to Bellator that within the next few months or month or so maybe even that Ryzen makes the announcement he's going to fight Fedor, which was. For a while now, which is where we said he would work best yep. at because... Because it was popular in Japan. Yeah. I mean, he's still a big star there. And now with all these all these cars unfolding, it makes even more sense yep. to go over there. So, I agree. Um, and I liked... I, I wasn't a fan of Sil- Vanderlei Silva. I liked watching I liked watching them, this fights. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially his pride fights. Those things were... They were brutal. Wars. Yeah. Just straight brutality. So, going to Ryzen makes sense for him now more, yeah. than, more than ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, where else are you going to go? You had that in your back pocket that Coker would take you, but he's not going to touch you now that you can't Mm-mm. get licensed for a year. Yeah. He's not going to sit you on the shelf for another year. No. Might as well go to Ryzen, get some fights, make some money. Make your marketability a little bit more, and, and make maybe, your stuff worth a little bit more. Yeah, maybe in a year we'll talk about it. Because I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I would love to see him and Tito fight in Bellator. Yeah, I'd watch that fight. I would love. I'd, to I'd see be allowed. I mean, it's good for it'd be good for him to get a chance to avenge that loss that he's got to Tito from way back in the day. I'd watch that before I'll watch Kimbo and Dada. Dada five thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah. We might as well <laughs> talk about that real quick next or this coming Friday night. If you want to watch some freak fights, yeah. uh, free on Spike TV, catch Shamrock and Hoist Gracie, who are <laughs> a deck or a, a century combined. Oh my gosh. 50 and 50 Two 50 year old men. I yeah. In, in 94, it was fun to watch them whenever it was. It was 94? 94, 94, 95, five, something like that. What they fight, UFC 2? 2? I think it was there. Yeah. yeah. Gracie won 1. Did, did they fight in the prelude or the in the tournament at one? Shamrock didn't fight. In he one. didn't fight at one. Okay, I Gracie he, won the first. I one. knew he won the first then, one, but I thought I thought Shamrock was there and he just got beat out in the semis. No, Shamrock wasn't uh, wasn't a part of okay, the first so one. Yeah, it was two. But so, so you get that for free this weekend if you you know you feel like watching some. Or if you want to watch a good fight between them, rent the old. Uh, yeah, go UFC, on fight watch, uh, and watch them on UFC. Watch uh, Shamrock. Be on top of, of Gracie for 45 minutes before he beat him. <laughs> oh, oh, God. It was, uh, it was a long night watching those two, man. Yeah. I think they said it was it was like 43 minutes uh, total that Gracie was on his back. Uh, no gloves. Right. You know, they were, it was it was real fights. I mean, real, real fights yeah, back then. Yeah, straight up shoots. You know, um, and then they went into a 15-minute overtime. Yep. Uh, and Gracie went back to his back, but ended up beating him. Yeah, yeah. So I gave it away for you if you haven't seen <laughs> that, but, that know, monstrosity. You want, you want some MMA action this weekend? It's, there you go, free free on TV. Watch Dada and, and Kimbo. I may turn in because or tune in. Because, I probably uh, will just because, or at least I'll DVR it. Yeah, watch some of it. I'll be. Uh, Recovering from surgery, so I'll be a little, you know, I'll have, I'll be loopy from all the yeah. anesthetics. So that stone out of my mind, it, it might be okay. It might make it more fun <laughs> being, being looped up. I mean, might make it actually enjoyable. Yep. Uh, so we got what, two new stories left? A couple uh, more things to talk about. BJ Penn 
was supposed to had announced not too long ago that he was making a return to the UFC. Uh, got serious, moved to New Mexico to train at Jackson Wake, and uh, it was just announced yesterday, today, today, today that the UFC is going to postpone the plans to bring BJ back. Um, you want to go ahead and uh, there's this one a little bit. There's there was an issue, and they haven't gone into great detail about right. this yet. Uh, it looks like it was a domestic issue. Between a woman and BJ in Hawaii yep. um, last year sometime. They just said 2015. They didn't give it an exact time. It just happened last year. But now uh, they're actually starting to not prosecute it, but investigate it. Well, it was weird because uh, reading the article that, that you shared to me, we, you know, in our messages back and forth about what we were going to talk about, I was reading it. And so she went to the police in Ohio. To report it, and what it what it seemed like it yeah. happened in Hawaii, but she was from Ohio, right? And reported it to the police in Ohio. Then yeah. they contacted the police in Hawaii, Delaware and, County, Ohio. Yes, that's uh, what it threw me off too because I seen Delaware first. Yeah, time. right, right. But it's Delaware County, Ohio, is where it, and it happened in and it happened a year ago in in Hawaii, and she reported it in Ohio. I mean, the the whole thing sounds like a big cluster. Yeah, you know, it, it sounds like it's a mess. But UFC, being who they are and having their their policies in place, Especially they have to domestic anything, which is a hot ticket. And it always should be. It's it's a it's a horrible horrible thing. Yeah. Um, but they have to. You know, whenever anything like this, especially when it goes public, they have to postpone everything and put you yep. on the shelf. They say, until wait until this thing unfolds. Yep. You know, if you're cleared of all charges, great. Come back in. Not, no harm done. If like not, it. gone. Yep. You know. So, uh, the thing is, is that we have to wait and see how it unfolds, but it affects his return. Yeah. Because there's going to be no return until this thing gets resolved. Right. You know, and whether or not... Uh, you know they'll they'll look at it. As, you know statute limitations where it happened. If they can actually bring in proper evidence, so on and so forth. Um, this may be the shortest return I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it just yeah, happened a couple already. weeks ago. Yeah, it was like two three weeks yeah. ago that he announced he was coming back, and now here we are with a postponement of that return. So, so we'll keep we'll definitely be keeping an eye yeah. on the situation, and when we get more details and information. But well, it's it's something to report on because uh, you know BJ Penn is is uh, a legend. A legend is a legendary fighter. And he's he's very popular, and um, this puts back uh, what could have. I mean, I don't know if I had a lot of expectations for him coming back. I didn't. Not know. after his. I mean, he hasn't won since he beat Hughes back in what was that two thousand nine, two thousand ten, yeah. maybe whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it was a long time ago. It was his last victory, and, I, and like I said, I didn't have any expectations for him coming back. But he has a name, and he does sell tickets, and he does you know uh, he is a legend. And uh, whenever something like that happens with a someone like a BJ Penn, we gotta we gotta talk about it oh, just absolutely. because you know, absolutely. So, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. I'll yeah. post anything that I find right to the page as soon as I find it. On our Facebook page and keep everyone apprised of the situation. Uh, I, I hope it just turns out that it was some kind of misunderstanding. Or, I hope so too. And I, there was nothing. I don't want you know anything like that to happen to any. No, player, no. 
Especially BJ. I like BJ. He's a good guy. Yeah. So we'll keep you guys apprised yeah. of it. As soon as we get any kind of new information to pass along, you guys will be the first to know. I like that the UFC has put out a statement that says we're not prejudging this. We're not taking drastic measures on it. We're going to let and see how it plays it's out before. Part of our conduct policy. You know, yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that you know they, they said it's not any uh, anything detrimental to BJ as of right now. Right. We just we have to let this unfold. Yeah, so I like how they're I like how they're handling. It. I do too. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's good. You can't you can't book a guy with with something like this hanging over no hanging uh-uh. over his head at all. So that's just that's just bad for the company. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another announcement that the UFC just made today. Uh, they added another fight to UFC 197 in April. That's going to be the uh, Jones Cormier an already two stacked card, co-headlined by Cejudo and DJ. Now they're adding Anthony Pettis and Edson Barboza. Oh, this is awesome! What a great announcement! What a great fight! If you're Edson Barboza, if you're an Edson Barboza fan, or even Barboza, <laughs> it's not so much a great fight for Mr. Pettis. Not the way he's looked in his last two. No. Um, if I'm coming, if I'm on a two-fight losing streak, Edson Barboza is not really the guy's <laughs> name that I want on the contract. No, but this really, I mean, there's there's still a lot of Pettis fans out there. Yeah. There's a lot of Barboza fans, include me, mm-hmm. as one of the, the biggest Barboza yeah, fans. Absolutely. I love that guy. You've been singing that guy's praises for a long, long time. To get this fight, Pettis and Barboza... On 197, which has already got tremendous talent oh. on the card. Two title fights on the card. Yep. I mean, and just to add this one to it is going to make 197 so good. Um, I think Barboza's going to kick his freaking head off. Yeah, Barboza's going to wipe the floor with him. <laughs> uh, he's going to beat up uh, Pettis pretty bad. But it's it's not the fight itself. It's just, uh, I mean, what, it's not the fight that happens. It's just the announcement you know, of getting right. another... Really, those two could main events a card. Yeah, easy, you know. Um, to get those guys on here as well just makes that one ninety one ninety seven through the roof. Yeah, it's gonna be phenomenal. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to preview it. I can't wait to break it down. It's, it's gonna be great. It's it's just it, that card was already great on its own before, and there's still fights that need to be added to that card. So yeah, it, it could potentially get even better from here. But yeah. But you know, Barbosa and Pettis have combined 13 fight night bonuses. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it was a huge announcement. It's excited. Very excited. And I, I already am picking Barbosa. To, oh, yeah. To Barbosa's got six fight of the night awards for a reason. Good God. You know, for oh, a reason. Good God. He is, he is so awesome. I love watching that guy fight. And Dangerous. I mean, yeah. you know, we talked about it before when we broke down his last fight against Tony, but yeah. you and I were talking at the end of that first round, and I was like, man, if, if Tony don't <laughs> pick it up here, he's, he's, he's done dead. for. Yeah. Barboza was laying it on him in that first round, landed some nasty kicks. But this is this is just another great fight for oh, that yeah, you know yeah. this is uh, and and not just for the card but for that that stretch that we were talking about one ninety six then going yeah, forward I mean, from, from you know just another great fight out, yeah from here on out it's, it's a lot of great fights coming in and it's gonna be an exciting spring. Uh, we let's touch on the, there was a few resignings. This yes, week. yeah. Um, 
the UFC re-signed Dustin Poirier today. Yep. And I believe it was either Monday or Tuesday. They had two. They announced that Alistair Overeem has re-signed. Yep. And the big one, uh, the big one I think it was the hottest free agent at the time was uh, Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. Sterling. Sterling, yep. Uh, he re-signed with the UFC. A lot of people thought he was going to go to Bellator yeah. uh, to get that big money. So that's huge that the UFC was able to keep him because... Overeem Sterling, tested the waters too. Yeah. And, and Overeem... Nobody really wants him anywhere else. No. Get, it, Being in the UFC, no one really cares anyway. Maybe you could go back to Japan. He was a big name yeah. in, over there, so they could have done maybe Fedor and, and Overeem. Okay. But getting Sterling was, was the Sterling's hot deal. Sterling's huge because he has been so hot right now. Yeah. And on a tear. To get him to ink back on the line. I didn't see how many fights they signed him for. I didn't either. They usually give them like four it's or five. Four or five. Like yeah, it's usually a four or five fight. Uh, with a guy like him, it, you know, it may have even been more. They may have tried to lock him down for well, the entire He fought out his contract instead of re-signing before that last fight because yep. that's usually the USC's policy. They don't like to let guys' fights contract or contracts expire. Right, do they it before. Him, they want to get him before. Yeah. And One or two fights left, they'll even try to re-sign you. Yep. And he, you know, he let it go because, uh, and he continued to perform so much, it made him worth more. Exactly. You know. Uh, he's and, an exciting uh, fighter. Oh, I love watching him fight. I he's great. And Poirier, too. Yeah. Poirier is a good fighter. Like um, to, to have him sign back is good. Um, good, good. They, I mean, they need, they need heavyweights. heavyweight division. They don't have heavyweights, garbage. right? There's nobody there that, you know, nobody cares about the heavyweights now. And anyone that you can put in there that has any kind of a name just to fight anyone else's. And that's just yeah. it. He draws. He draws. Win, lose, no matter mm-hmm. what he does, he draws. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, but those three big signings this week, yeah. you know, and uh, uh, a good week for them to, to bring in some uh, the young fighters and to re-sign some veterans. Right. You know? uh, just great. I, I mean, the, the Sterling signing alone was a, was a huge yeah. for them because if they would have lost that guy. Yeah. It could have spelled some, a little bit of trouble. I mean. It would have it just added to that. Um, to the floodgates opening and people going to Bellator mm-hmm. for that sponsor money, exactly. you know, in the, in the after Phil Davis and you know now Benson, right. you know they would have lost Sterling too, and I think it would have opened a lot more eyes. People saying, you know, maybe this isn't the place to be anymore. Right? You know, uh, on, on a personal level, anyway, because of all the sponsorship money you can get over there, you're yeah. not going to make as much money for the fight itself. No, you know, UFC is still going to pay you better per fight, you know, to show and to win. Right? They they just can. It's you know it's that extra eighty grand you would have made in the sponsorship exactly. money that you're, you're only making six because of Reebok. Oh, God. You know, you put leaving seventy four thousand dollars on the table for a fighter is everything. I really hope you know? they kill that deal soon. I just yeah, really do. That's the only reason why people are looking at Bellator yeah. over them is because of that. That's it. There's it's, no other reason why it's not. Because it's been going on for a year now. Obviously, it's a failed experiment. Nobody is happy. What did they? What, what did they, they wanted to accomplish this uniform deal to try to to make uh, make it look more professional? Right, they're just trying to make it look more you professional. Know, between you know, guys football has uniforms, up, right, you know, basketball right. has uniforms. We it, should have them. It's just guys coming out with condom depot, to, you know, mm-hmm. on, on their short, fighting in a pair of freaking gym shorts. Yeah. They want. They just wanted to avoid shit like that. But the problem is, is, is that they're so plain. They're so crappy. Yeah, it was an issue that they required that they should have taken a scalpel to, and finally, 
finally defined and fixed, but they took a, a butcher knife to it exactly. and just ruined it. I mean, they, just they flattened just, it. They hacked it up. They, yeah. they tried to put a Band-Aid on cancer. It didn't work, no. and it still doesn't work, and we I, we talk about this every friggin' episode because it's that bad. Yeah. For... It's that bad for the fighters of yeah. the UFC. Oh. And the fans don't care. No, nobody's buying fight kits. You know, I've ordered I I ordered two uh, Brock Lesnar walkout shirts. Mm-hmm. They never came. Death Clutch as a company was was going under. Right. And I ordered them and they never came and I ended up getting my money back. But I actually ordered walkout shirts right. before. I will never order a fight kit from uh, Reebok. No, not for ninety dollars. What's the sense? Are you kidding me? Not for ninety freaking not a dollars. Chance. No way. No, no. I'm not getting my money, Reebok. Some of the walkout shirts were pretty cool. Yeah, know? some of the walkout the walkout t-shirts used to be great. Yeah. There used to be some really good ones. And there was a lot of times that I would go to, that there was a, I forget what one it was. It was, it was a while back, but I was going to order one, and it was already sold out. Okay. You know, it was, uh, um, there's been quite a few that I've actually thought about ordering back when. It was a Bad Boy one with Chris Weidman. Yeah. Way back when I wanted to order this blue and white one. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I remember the, that, that yeah, shirt you it was about. It was awesome. And uh, that sold out and I couldn't order one. Um, but I've never, you know, I've looked at the stuff. I've never seen a fight get sold out. <laughs> there's not. There's not. Better. I've never seen anyone wear them. You know, fans or nothing in the no. crowd. I've seen a lot of walk old walkout shirts yeah, in the yeah. crowd. That people were sporting, you know, they they buy the walkout shirt, they'd go to the meet and greet and get it signed, yep. you know, that it was awesome. Never seen a signed fight yet, kit yeah, shirt. Yeah, I've yet to see anybody in a fight kit, and they can't even get the goddamn countries or names correct half the time on them. Spend Why am I going to spend ninety bucks? No way. I don't want to see a, a Conor McGregor shirt from Canada or whatever the hell they said it was. I won't even. I won't <laughs> spend ninety dollars on an NFL jersey. Right. Why am I going to spend $90 on a freaking fight kit that no doesn't way. even look that cool? Uh-uh. Unbelievable. That's why everyone's going over there. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah, it's being able to, to control your own sponsors and, and get the money. Well, maybe we'll eat that. too, man. Yeah, those training camps aren't free. No. You know, the flying in coaches isn't free. No. Um, the extra, the, the nutrition that you have to have during a fight camp you know, isn't free. You know that, that their diets are pretty expensive. Yeah. You know, and the and the the proper supplements that you can actually take aren't free. I agree. That all that all that stuff costs. To take fun to take money from the mouths of, of fighters that need it to be in, in tip top condition is it's time to go. Yeah, I agree. It's time to it's time to kill the deal. Kill it. Restructure it. Whatever you got to do, just make it go absolutely. Away. So that's, that's going to wrap it. it up for us today. Uh, Dave, final thoughts? We will see you in two weeks. Yep. I, uh, uh, the surgery tomorrow is going to be awesome. It's going to be a success. Everything's going to go out great. I'm excited for it. Uh, we're going to miss next week, so I know I'm going to miss it. Yeah, I will too. Like we said last week, it's going to be... It's always nice to get a little recharge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it will be, I'll definitely be hungry. And come Thursday, oh, yeah. it's going to be weird to not be sitting here and exactly and i'm excited for the upcoming stuff that we have the yeah. fights that are they're coming up with all the great fights uh happening um that's gonna be it's gonna be a busy spring oh, uh, yeah. early summer for oh, us oh yeah um yeah so 
on behalf of myself and, and all of our listeners, you know, I want to wish you the best of luck tomorrow in your Thank surgery. You. Appreciate uh, it. Speedy recovery, my friend. Thank you. And I, I, you know, I, like you said, I know everything's going to be successful. Yes, sir. You're going to wake up feeling 100% better, well, after a few days. Yeah, a couple days. <laughs> but <laughs> Give I'm, it a sure, week. I'm sure the difference, you yeah. know, that you will feel when you wake up just not having that exact pain yeah. is going to be great. It'll be noticeable. So, yeah, absolutely. I want to wish you the best of luck. Thank um, you. I want to mention before we do go that. Because we'll be off next week, we won't be we won't be breaking down the card or previewing the following weekend's fight pass, uh, Bisbing and, and Silva. So be be prepared, watch that. I think it's going to do well. It's uh, the biggest fight that Fight Pass has had for a card. Oh, definitely exclusively. And share so, share the fights with us as yeah. you, as you watch them. Give us some comments on uh, what you're seeing as it goes down. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, you know, the usual spiel. Make sure you guys are going on the, the Facebook page, giving us a like, following us up for all your breaking news. Um, comment, share, get on to our, uh, our iTunes page. If you haven't already, give us a review. We like five stars. It's great. Tell some friends. Bring, bring some new listeners to the table. Um, reminder, again, we won't be on next week, so we guys have a little withdrawal, but we'll be back to give you a whole bunch here in two weeks. On behalf of David Van Boglen, I'm Jeff Shannon. As always, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will see you guys in two weeks.